The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Mini Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Akeem Butler, what Salutations, possums, and welcome to the AFC North preview brought to you by Offensive Points and a very special guest, Kyle Kajeski. I'm going to let him introduce himself in just a minute. I just wanted to throw out a fun fact I learned about possums today. A study conducted by University of Florida traces the existence of possums back as far as the extinction of dinosaurs. So very feasibly, the possums could have killed all the dinosaurs. It might not have been a meteor. So I just want to run that guy by you, conspiracy corner. I don't know what your guys' thoughts are on that one, but I think the possums killed the dinosaurs. Wow. Didn't know that's where we were going to start today. Yeah. Kyle, love, introduce yourself, man. I love it. Go ahead, Kyle. Uh, I, I am Kyle Krajewski. Uh I do fantasy football and basically uh, sprinkle in some XFL for first seed fantasy um we're kicking off it's 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 draft season so we're kind of getting stuff started there both on youtube and podcast form Um, i love that so here we are first seed fantasy what's your social security number too for the for the folks listening Uh, (laughs) that is i'm texting that to you right now oh cool 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 cool. i'll tweet it out you guys listening on the podcast this is the best beard i think i've ever seen since james harden and rick ross i mean kyle's rocking it you're gonna have to go check it out on YouTube because that video will be live as well. So, um, Kyle, I usually talk second, so uh, I actually don't have much to say. But I, I hope that you enjoyed our dysfunction behind the scenes. It, it's that it's like that every time. But you've been yeah, that was a blessing. You that, that was fun to experience. It's a blessing and a curse. <laughs> it is a blessing and a curse. All right. Well, before we actually start on the AFC North preview. I, we said, we, are there any news, things that we want to talk about? We all said no. Well, I want to talk about one, and that's going to be Mr. DeAndre Hopkins. Officially yeah. released from the Arizona Cardinals. If you had to make it, we don't have to talk too much longer about it because I'm sure this is going to be a huge news story throughout the summer. But if you had to pick right now, Joe, where do you think he goes? Well, I'm about to talk about this, but he's going to the Cleveland Browns as they make their Super Bowl run this year. So, book it. Super Bowl. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Okay. So now that people aren't living in fantasy land anymore, I know we do fantasy <laughs> football, but I just, I didn't know we were going to do that. Um, I okay. want to say something uh, and it's just, it's all camp news right now. Anything that's coming out about DeAndre Hopkins is not real. Um, it's all camp news. It's all, Oh, he's going to go here. He, uh, sources say that he's going to go here. 
I'm gonna tell you where he's actually gonna go, and this might seem like a home run once again. Oh my but god, you're he's not, gonna go to the not, Philadelphia Eagles because we actually have a, a few million dollars to spare, <laughs> unlike the Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills, who have used literally every single dollar they have. So, uh, just book it. You're here, you heard it here first, and it isn't camp news. I didn't hear that so and so went to so and so and said so and so's Schefter, blah blah blah. No, Eagles, not Bills and Chiefs. I understand they're in their arms race. Uh, that we've seen over the last like week, but I don't personally think that he goes to either team. And Lord if he does go to the team, mercy. he's chasing the money. He's not chasing the ring. But if he wants to get that ring, he's coming. He knows where to go. All right, Kyle. Uh, let's get a normal person's perspective on this, please. Thank you. Uh, for the longest time, I as much as I wanted him to be a Bills or a, be on the Bills or on the Chiefs, I also agree. It's I don't think those are realistic. I mean, they very much can happen. Uh, but he's visiting the Patriots soon, and quite honestly, I think that is probably where he'll wind up. I could picture them throwing him a huge chunk of cash, uh, and his one kind of prerequisite was uh, solid ownership. And I don't know how, how good, own, how much better ownership can really get than uh, New England. So I, I think, uh, for some reason, that's kind of slotted itself into my favorite for Hopkins. Honestly, that's like the worst case scenario for him because he's going to have the worst quarterback ever throwing him the ball. Fully agreed. Like what? Sixteenth on someone's list in the league. Yeah, that was Chris Sims. He he. Chris Sims is a, a clickbait artist. Um, but he played football, so you know can't argue with his takes because he played the sport. Um, fair enough. Yeah, Kyle, I lean more towards you. I think he'll end up somewhere where. I, I think his fantasy value isn't going to be great. I know a lot of people want him to go to a quarterback team that like, you know, the bills or the chiefs, some team that's, you know, he's going to get lost in the, in the shuffle. Um, not the Eagles either. Um, I think I, honestly, my wild card team, I like with all the other ones is the Carolina Panthers. And the reason being is a, they don't have wide receiver one there. B I think they want, to give you know Bryce Young a lot of weapons to start out here, and I don't think the Carolina Panthers can be bad this season if they get him one big weapon like that that can erase a lot of his rookie mistakes. I actually think they could win that division if they gave him a weapon like that. Just my opinion, though. I don't like that at all, Bill. I don't like it either. Nobody likes that. Not a single. Well, I know why you don't. I mean, it's thirty, dude. They already got enough thirty-year-olds on that team. I'm just saying, Thielen, Hopkins, and then like Amingo or DJ Chark. Like, um, I, I saw good, right. Terrace Marshall off. There was a blurb that he's on. A there was a blurb. Season. There was some camp news that came out about him. Camp news. I sure will write him off. That's fine. That's definitely fine by me. To write Terrace Texas. Marshall off. Taxes. Good return on it. But I don't know. We'll see. This can be an ongoing story throughout this whole offseason. So I'm sure we won't even know until, you know, late July, early August where he goes anyway. Right as soon as we all get our drafts done, that'll be about the time he's like, I'm going to drop a grenade on this team and you're not even going to have anybody. Um, You're not going to like any of the receivers on this team. Just going to end up happening that way, I'm sure. All right. Let's get on to the AFC North preview. We do these previews every year. We've done them three years running now. Um, we're starting with the AFC North, and we will start with Josh in the Pittsburgh Steelers. 
This is not how we discussed it, but I love it. All right, let's bring it on. Um, I'm going to do a lot of things at once. We're talking about my guy, Kenny Pickett, uh, t- uh, quarterback number 30, 28 last year, something like that. Uh, he's pretty abysmal just from a fantasy perspective last year all around. Uh, I think there's some hype about him being good, and I'm not sure who that person is that's doing that, but um, I believe we will see a jump. I just not far enough of a jump to garner any interest from me in acquiring or drafting Pickett. Uh, only threw for 300 yards one time last season and never threw more than one touchdown in a game. Um, at this point, I can't say what would have been better last year, Pickett or uh, over-the-hill Roethlisberger, uh, but I think we can kind of all agree it was time for Big Ben to finally retire, so... I don't know. I'd keep an eye on Pickett and deeper in super flex leagues. Obviously, if you can, tri- I'm assuming he's already owned in all super flex leagues and deeper leagues as well. But in redraft, uh, I feel like you could tentatively have him as like a week one bench ad in a smaller league. But I personally can't say I envision him being a day day in and day out starter even later in the year and hope for anything. So anyone got any uh, eye opening stats they want to talk about with Kenny Pickett? I don't. I don't think there's much here. Billy, you prepared for the Steelers. What do you got? Uh, well, he's going as QB 23 right now. I think that's about right. I mean, that's a back-end QB 2. Um, nothing that you're going to want to go up and pay for. But he can be an end of your bench in one QB leagues. And he's – like, if you just got, like, Josh Allen and wanted to punt on the position in a super flex league, he would be a good second guy if if even that. But, yeah, I, th- I think the odds are not very likely of him being an, a superstar this se- season. Zero. Anyone in a one QB league, you're not drafting Kenny Pickett. Okay. Definitely not. Not. Definitely like, not. Like, let's say you drafted like late end. You got Russell Wilson, um, and I don't know who else. Fucking CJ Stroud, because you're like, I, I believe in him. That's the Would baldiest you... QB room I've ever. I, I mean, I agree, <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, let's say you have those two. Are you keeping Kenny Pickett on day one just to see, like, if you know, just in case? If anyone in a one QB league rosters three quarterbacks, I want you cast right. Whatever, cut your nuts off immediately. Okay, castrated. 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 Yeah, castrated. All right. Well, we'll just move right along. Kyle, feel free to chime in and talk about cutting balls off anytime you want. Um, it's pat well pasteurized. All right. So uh, Najee Harris, in my opinion, uh, this offense is going to completely funnel through him, um, and I'm going to try to get him everywhere, uh, especially if he stays in the second or slips to the third round, which is kind of where he's at right now. Um, even after a dip in targets, carries, and overall offensive production by the whole team, uh, Najee still ended up as running back 12 and 14 in standard PPR, uh, respectively, of course. Um, I personally understand why everyone assumed why he would you know, regain his form from the 2021 season immediately, uh, but even with this offense going through complete significant changes, having two quarterbacks in the first few weeks, uh, and he started the season with a Liz Franks sprain, uh, Najee's going to be healthy. Obviously, here's hoping uh, a healthy focal point again. And I personally would dare to put him in the top five running backs personally. And that's why I think I personally love his value so much. Um, Everyone was upset because Najee wasn't getting him 25 points a game. This was the most consistent running back in fantasy football last year with 10 and 12 points pretty much every game, except for a couple slips in the beginning of the season when they were trying to figure out what pick it was. So I don't know if anyone has any uh, hatred on my take of Najee. Kyle, let's, I don't know. What do you, what do you feel about Najee Harris? Najee, I think is one of those guys you draft uh, safely as like either you're just bar minimum RB one or your safety RB two kind of guy. 
Um, I I'm personally not taking him as like I, I'm not eyeing him as my uh, star uh, centerpiece of my offense of for my teams. Um, I'm just kind of. I guess I'm kind of mediocre or mixed on him. I'm not seeing any flashy season coming up this year. Uh, currently RB12 on just fantasy pros, just the first thing I pulled up. So um, I'm personally loving that as a second running back and can have that jump up because there's a pretty big seven through 12 is going to be a huge, like one of those guys is going to hit and be in the top five easily. And yeah. personally, I think it could be Najee eas- easier than a couple of these other guys. So if you look um, at his games after the bye last year, he was awesome. That Liz Frank injury was really screwing him up. Uh, and we talked about that last year. But he really got it going. They added to the line. This offense is going to gel a little bit better this year. I do like Najee, man. I like your take. I don't know about top five. That's ballsy. I'm but, sa- I, yeah. I said it was ballsy. But I didn't. I, I like it, though. I like where you're going with it. I you know what like- the biggest problem with Najee Harris is? Is that Matt Canada is still running the freaking offense. Why on God's green earth they didn't fire Matt Canada after last season, we may never know. But that is the only detriment I see to, to Najee Harris. If they got an actual offensive coordinator in there, I um, think he could actually hum a little bit better than he has been. Yeah, well, that – be that as it may can't do anything about that unfortunately but Najee great running back rookie season uh pretty decent running back game overall I mean I know people drafted him in the first second round and expected more but you get what you get um not complaining if I end up with Najee on my team uh Jalen Warren on the other hand the Steelers did not add another noteworthy running back uh over the offseason so I really feel like this says enough with really feeling comfortable with Najee but also feeling comfortable with Jalen Warren uh, because the other guy did not touch the ball like at all throughout the season. Um, what's what's I remember his name because he touched the ball twice. Uh, Anthony McFarland. Um, so <clears throat> I just I feel like at this point I understand why people were all on Jalen Warren. Uh, he is no more than a fine dynasty stash or handcuff. Uh, but I just the consistency was never there. You're you're not. It's not worth a start on anyone's roster. I understand why he'd be a great handcuff. Like good good for you. Uh, but he's not usurping Najee anytime soon. So uh, just, just calm down on that. Um, and then getting into the wide receivers, pretty exciting. Uh, George Pickens and Deontay Johnson, both very talented receivers. Uh, but for all the reasons that I listed about Pickett, I'm probably lower on this batch of wide receivers than most. Uh, I feel like Johnson or Pickens is going to skyrocket because there's going to be some camp news story. Currently wide receiver like 38, 34. So wide receiver threes and fours. Um I think if I had to choose one for redraft, it'd probably be Pickens just because Pickett seemed to build a nice rapport with Pickens pretty much immediately. And even before you take out the three games that Trubisky tried to lean on Deontay, um, sorry, Joe, uh, Deontay Johnson only had 80 more yards in Pickens and four less TDs uh, in the entire season. So while both Deontay, obviously Deontay is more of a slot receiver um, and these two should both be rostered in all formats, but my choice would just be Pickens just because of the rapport that Pickett brought with it. Um, and then of course you can't not mention a Rob who is now on the team, which I don't know if I'm excited about or not. Um, pretty much has done nothing since he left Chicago, unfortunately. Um, and even at the end of his career in Chicago. So I think the 400 yard season seems about right. Good for him for making some more money. Um, but Deontay Johnson and Pickens are your two guys here. Robinson, not really sure he's worth rostering unless you're like really hopeful. 
Um, and then just getting into tight ends before I kick it back to you guys. Uh, Muth, obviously, you know, for your Muth is a beast. Uh, and he took a huge jump last year, even with mediocre, mediocre quarterback play. Um, 63 receptions on 98 targets and 732 yards on the season. Uh, only two touchdowns, which is a little disappointing. Uh, but I think they just weren't scoring touchdowns as a whole. This team was okay, to say the least. Um, and this is probably going to be my other target for the Steelers, if anyone. Um, he's currently valued at tight end eight, which is going well into the mid-rounds, and Freemuth just, to me, probably has the best value of any tight end this year, other than, like, unless you end up with Travis Kelsey. I understand his value is ridiculous, but it's Travis Kelsey. So um, tight end eight for Freemuth is just wild to me, still seeing that and only seeing him grow as a player. Yeah. Two things on this. Deontay Johnson definitely has to at least score a touchdown this year, I'm assuming. So <laughs> that should make him a little bit more valuable. And then the signing of Dwayne Washington or the drafting of Dwayne Washington really kind of scares me on Friarmouth because Washington can ball and that dude is a monster target. So I don't know. I know he's a rookie tight end. I could just see him kind of being a red zone thing. And it's a little bit worrisome to me. To he's me, gonna be in there for run blocking mainly. So I don't think I don't, I don't know. Sorry. Don't yeah. I don't think he's yeah. gonna be super I don't think he's gonna steal from Muth. Honestly, I think if anything, it steals from Allen Robinson. Like I think if anything, it's gonna be a two tight end set with Deontay and George Pickens rather than one or the other. I think either both are gonna be on the field, but I don't think Fryer Muth's gonna be affected as much. I think more so for me, this is the same thing as Kincaid uh, situation. Even, obviously not because Kincaid's a little bit better, but this is everyone vaulting Kincaid in like top six tight end conversations already. Um, I just, you can't cut out the one who's already the starter. Like da- Dawson Knox is still on the bills. Freemuth is obviously the best tight end on this team and one of the best tight ends in the league. It's hard to just jump out. Maybe next year I could see that being an issue, um, but this upcoming season, I don't see Freemuth going anywhere. Um, maybe if I agree Washington with you, but Darnell Washington strides. is like eight feet tall and 400 pounds and runs like a four two forty. So I could see him, you know, kind of getting on the field a little bit more than we think he's going to. It's just an extra O lineman. That's all it's like, it, it, it's not necessarily a receiving threat, but he's definitely going to be on the field for run plays. I think Najee's going to get a nice little bump from it because they didn't, they won't draft an O lineman, but they will convert a monster Godzilla of a human into one that they drafted from the tight end. I'm cool with it. Kyle, got any thoughts about the Steelers? Uh, you, you excited about this team? You live in Pennsylvania, right? I do live in Pennsylvania, uh, but that doesn't give me a lot of excitement for the Steelers. Uh, and I think it was mentioned before, the, the offensive coordinator still being there uh, just seems to slow everything down and kind of keep a ceiling, uh, a lower ceiling than what should be uh, in Pittsburgh. But obviously there's going to be some gems. I think I'm with I think you all kind of came to the consensus pick it over um or pick pickens I, I mix the two up I did I wrote, I wrote I wrote down the wrong name so many times when I was looking at this like so don't worry oh I yeah it's backwards but everybody knows who you're talking about hopefully um but yeah pickens over um Deontay I feel like but at the same time I feel like at their values you can't really get too wrong with uh either one um no, Pickens is currently valued over him. I'd say if Deontay Johnson was valued over Pickens, I think you, I wouldn't say make a mistake because we're talking like the 70th pick of the draft. But I mean, yeah, but I feel like you're kind of in that range. You're kind of taking guys like Deontay Johnson. Uh, I feel like he's kind of like the the picture perfect guy you want to draft in that 
range. Um, just t- kind of the guy who's going to get good the target. Feeling. Tyler Boyd's, if you must. <laughs> exactly. Uh, actually, I would take Deontay much over lower Tyler Boyd. Thousand percent. Much for sure. Well, I'm but just saying, like, what years. Tyler Boyd has huh. been over the last few years. Obviously, he's yeah. aging. Okay. Apparently. All right. I feel you. I feel Sorry. you. My bad. I'm just real standoffish today, man. It's hot outside. I, I, I've been working, went fishing the other day, sitting in the sun. I'm hot. Oh, I'm so Eat sorry, Mister. I don't have a job right now. Uh, Whoa! I do have a job. Just haven't started yet, bro. What, guys? He's not actually my, employed. I'm taking Calm my down. DeAndre Hopkins like four week vacation here, so don't talk to me. <laughs> he just doesn't want to go to OTAs. No, I don't. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. That's exactly <laughs> it. That's exactly it. All right. Well. The over-under for the Pittsburgh Steelers as at eight and a half. Are we going over or are we going under? Can we hear the schedule first? I feel like we usually run down the schedule. Or should I look at it? Yeah, let's run down. Let's run down. I got it pulled up right. So we got San Francisco week one. Cleveland Browns week two. Then it goes Raiders, Texans, Ravens by week. Rams, Jaguars, Titans, Packers, Browns. Bengals, Cardinals, Patriots, Colts, Bengals, Seahawks, Ravens. Man. I got like seven and a half in there. It's really hard for me to go eight and a half. I'm going to go under. I would say under as well. But Billy's right. We talked about this earlier. The Tomlin effect is. I'm going over because I will never doubt Mike Tomlin. And that's why it's 8.5 because otherwise it'd be lower. Exactly. I think this is the first year. Over or under? Give me the over. They always figure it out somehow. Attaboy, Kyle. All right. Let's move on to the Cleveland Browns. Joe, take us to – I don't even Cleveland. know what it's called. The land, the land of the something. Land. To the I thought land it was Pound Town. Is that not it? <laughs> I like Pound Town. Let's go to Pound Town, boys. All right, so your Cleveland Browns in 2022 went 7-10 and, and finished last in the division. Since then, they've added Zadarius Smith, Ogbo Arquanquo, Maurice Hurst, Alvin Tomlinson, Juan Thornhill, Rodney McLeod, Elijah Moore, Marquise Goodwin, Jordan Atkins, and Kellen Mond. They also drafted Dewan Jones to sure up that line. Isaiah McGuire out of Mizzou for linebacker Siaki Ika to put a huge body in the middle of that defensive line. Cedric Tillman and Dorian Thompson-Robinson. All they lost was Clowney, John Johnson, Ronnie Harrison, and Greedy Williams, who went to the Eagles. So they added a lot to this team. They are absolutely making a run. I don't. I said Super Bowl run earlier. I just mean they're they're going for it this year on that one. So one of the really notable things is Jim Schwartz is now your defensive coordinator, um, and that just means that Cleveland's defense got a hell of a lot better. Joe Woods had a pretty talented defense last year, and they routinely got burnt in the run. They were bottom third, giving up 130 rush yards per game. And they also gave up 22.3 points per game, which is not how you win games in the NFL. So Jim Schwartz runs a 4-3 defense base package. Um, They really only rush four guys. They really don't blitz too much. Uh, But all of his defenses have always ranked near the top in sacks while using the lowest blitzes in the league. So that's got to get you really excited for the IDP guys in this one. So I'm actually going to start there. I'm really excited about this group. Andrew Barry completely rebuilt this defense in one offseason. So, like I said, Clowney's gone. Johnson's gone. Harrison's gone. We got Zadarius, Oconco, Tomlinson, Thornhill, and McLeod joining this defense. 
So it should allow Miles Garrett to be moved around the line a little bit, matched up against outside of the tight end in certain instances. So that's really awesome for Garrett. We could see a huge year out of him. And Zedaria Smith really gives this guy, this team a good run defense. Uh, he was all over for the Vikings. He had a bunch of sacks with the Vikings, and I think he brings that to Cleveland as well. So we have two very scary defensive ends. Um, and then they added Dallin Tomlinson, um, who is always good against the run. He was 14th against the run last year and has chemistry playing with Zedarius Smith. So you put him in there, and Ika, you got two 300-plus-pound guys clogging up the middle of that defense. It's pretty awesome. Uh, linebackers, Anthony Walker, Joker, Taki, Taki, I can't ever say his name right. Jordan Phillips, they all ended up on IR last year, which is just horrible luck. So Tony Fields was your starter. Uh, is the leader of this defense, uh, captain of the defense, but I think Joker's going to slide in a Jim Schwartz defense, so I expect a career year from him. Um, there's even been a little bit of talk of Joker playing strong safety in some packages, which would be awesome, especially if we can get a DB marker on Sleeper. Please, God, make it happen. Um, I mean, the blitz percentages, these linebackers, uh, you know, Joe Woods used them quite a bit, 12th most in the league, but they really didn't do anything with it. So I think this year, better tackles, better interceptions for them. Um, should be good. So really good for the linebackers. And then cornerbacks are solid. You got Newsom, Ward, and Emerson. Um, but where they really made a change was at safety. So they brought in Juan Thornhill and Rodney McLeod. At free safety, they'll fit right next to Del Pete. At strong safety, Thornhill just won a Super Bowl, and McLeod won one with the Chiefs, and he's just kind of – or sorry, the Eagles, Josh, my bad. Sure. And uh, McLeod has been following shorts around. So you got two guys with Super Bowl experience there, and I just think this whole defense is going to go off this year. Uh, Thornhill is an amazing addition, and for IDP purposes, you should be acquiring him. Anything on the defense, boys? <clears throat> I just realized I completely forgot to talk about the Steelers defense, but uh, no, I think you pretty much summarized that pretty well, buddy. Uh, it went a little too no, in depth, which is nothing great. to add. Yeah, nothing. Nothing. I'm really excited about that team. Did a great that job. Defense. All right. I thought cool. we were going to start with the offense, hence the Deshaun Watson picture at the beginning of that, but I like your style, man. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man. I got way too excited about the defense when I was going into this, so I just started there. Have the cake first, have the dinner later. So we'll go back to Josh's uh, TJ Watt and Cole Holcomb. Boom. Oh yeah. yeah. Right. No, it's <laughs> super easy. Uh, TJ Watt, Cole, Hink, Cole Holcomb, both amazing starters. Uh, Landon Roberts, uh, Minka Fitzpatrick and uh, high Smith are the only other three that you're even thinking about rostering. And you're good. Dynasty stash, Nick Hebert, Herbig. I don't know how to say his damn last name, but he's pretty damn solid. Yeah. I didn't even, I, even if I would have went into the defense, it wouldn't have been that. So I just want to just have at it, Joe. We'll take a bow. The offense isn't quite as good. Or is it? <laughs> I'm just playing. Um, so Deshaun Watson, guys, had not played in two years before he started the final six games of last year, and he looked really fucking rusty. But he ended the season on a high note. He had two good games against Washington and I think the Ravens. I'm not sure. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, there you go. But he finally got some chemistry going with Amari Cooper. Um, Amari is currently going at wide receiver 17 behind the likes of DK Metcalf and Keenan Allen. I like Amari Cooper way better than both of those guys. And Deshaun Watson is currently going in the ninth round. So kind of an absolute steal for me, in my opinion. I think Watson gets it right back on track. 
And I said to Josh earlier, he was the Trevor Lawrence before Trevor. Um, and I don't know if he's been paying attention, uh, but Watson is actually locked in at Elijah Moore in OTAs. Uh, again, camp news, but he's been peppering my man with some targets here. So we could be seeing a big breakout in this one. Try to acquire him. Don't pay too much. But uh, I can see in a PPR league, Elijah Moore just kind of going off this year. Steeple's Jones recently tried to get Elijah Moore and no one would give him to me. And it wasn't yeah, even he's like one of those guys. It, it's just like, well, he could be good. I was like, the dude's got like 900 yards in two years, but yeah, yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah. He's one of those guys where he was really hot at first. And then you're just kind of like, yeah, yeah, it's one of those. Um, so people Jones is a free agent after this year. They added Cedric Tillman who plays a very similar game to Donovan people's Jones. I am far lower on DPJ than I was pre-drafts because I think the Browns have to find a way to get Tillman on the field, especially after the injury in Tennessee last year. So I expect they get him going pretty quick. And I already said it, but I think the Browns are the logical landing spot for DeAndre Hopkins. Um, they had their charity golf tournament recently, and Deshaun made the case for Hopkins to land in Cleveland. They're both great friends. They have chemistry from Houston. They have a contending roster. And Deshaun said he would rework his contract to get his guy in the house. So he'll take a couple mil up front to bring his buddy on the team. You know, it's if Hopkins goes to this team, it's absolutely sensational. But, you know, might just I think be a, the only be reason I would slightly agree with you with Hopkins going to Cleveland Browns is the fact that they paid so much money for Hopkins during a huge scandal. And to make this look good. Getting Hopkins would be the smartest move, but I, I personally think that their wide receiver room is full at the moment. Um, they got Bell and adding Cedric Tillman with DPJ, uh, Mark Cooper, and you know Elijah Moore. I just like there's like five wide receivers on this team. I don't think they think twice about cutting one of those dudes to get Hopkins on the squad. I agree. I agree, I don't but think I just their financial burdens too much at all. It's he's gonna go to a team like this just to like mess up the whole wide receiver. It's like whenever a team signs Zeke, it's gonna be like, oh yeah, well that guy's out. So I got you. That's I agree good. with you. Um, the man running backs. Oh, never running backs. Mister Nicholas Chubb no longer has to deal with Kareem Hunt and Dearness Johnson eating into his work. He is going into his age 27, 28 season. I'm kind of a DiCaprio guy when it comes to running back, so it's a little old for me. <laughs> um, there is an out on his contract next year, so the Browns could easily ride him into the ground in what I think, like I said earlier, could be a Super Bowl run for this team. Uh, he finished at RB6 last year, and that whole offensive line is returning. We expect the offense to be a little bit better, and he should get more work. So I I really like Nick Chubb this year. Perfectly fine going into the season with him as my RB1. Um now, Jerome Ford is an interesting piece. I roster him in a lot of places, but he only really had one year of success at Cincinnati. He does have a clear path to touches, but I don't want to get carried away with him. Uh, the Browns kicked the tires on Zeke a couple weeks ago, and then they just brought in Daryl Henderson for a workout. So they clearly intend to add a veteran back to the mix. Absolutely could torpedo Jerome Ford. He only played 14 special team snaps last year. He has, you know, he has no uh, credo on this team. He doesn't have any standing currently. So also John Kelly and Dimitri Felton are, but don't worry about them. Fuck those guys. That brings us to the tight ends. And Kyle, you told everyone last year to roster <laughs> Njoku and it paid off in dividends. I listened to you a couple places and man, I really appreciate that. Uh, he finished at tight end 11. He's currently going to tight end 10 in drafts, usually eight or ninth round. 
Um, Najoku had far more success with Brissett than he did with Watson. Watson did have a really shitty start to this, his playing last year. So with a little bit of kind of could get back on track. They did add Jordan Akins, who played with Watson in Houston. Um, and Watson really hasn't ever supported a top tight end. So he has targeted them pretty frequently, though. I'm not sure what's going on there. Do it with that what you will. I still like Najoku quite a bit. I think a, a, a season like he had last year is probably the most uh, fluid of what's going to happen. Um, but my issue is I think there's going to be too many mouths to feed on that team. <clears throat> Uh, and yeah. I think Njoku is one of the first ones to slip, as as you saw with uh, Watson. He didn't really cling on to him right off the bat. He did have a couple big games, but it, that's my only issue with Njoku is I think that, especially if they had Hopkins, I just if I'm cutting one, it's going to be him. Yeah, I'll endeavor. warn you. I think Njoku's success going into last season that I kind of was excited about was primarily focused on Brissett. Um, uh, Watson isn't a huge tight end uh, passer. Um, I mean, they'll see, he'll see his targets. He'll see his touchdowns, but not enough to really be uh, your tight end one uh, on your rosters. I had to shout you out on that. Cause that was incredible. I, I appreciate it. Out. I it was, was a great call. To at all, and you, you knocked it out of the park with that. I'm one. pretty sure I yelled at you. And I you probably did. <laughs> Josh yelling at someone. What? Wow, I know the green shirt new guy. on this podcast. Should have wore green today. Fuck that. Green shirt guy. Yeah. The green shirt guy. He's an asshole. <laughs> So arrogant and condescending, for sure. Um, I have a question, though, to add into the mix. I know we already passed the running backs, but I have to go back. Are we afraid that one of the running back landmines, the Fournette, the Hunt, the Zeke Elliott, like do we think one of those guys potentially ends up on this team? Because while Chubb is you know, a solid RB1, he is 27, so they definitely could use a guy behind him do we think one of those guys may come to this team or do we think that they may ride it out with just the guys that they have already? I think they'll probably dumpster dive on the uh, June 1st cuts, the camp cuts, <clears throat> and try to get a couple more bodies in there. I mean, I'm sure Zeke's just af- asking for a boatload of money, and uh, I don't know about Fournette. I'm, he seems the same way, and I don't see any way Hunt's back on this team. So, yeah, but I don't there will be think- something. There will be a body added or two or three or four. Yeah, I see like a pass catching guy like Singletary. I know he's not on the team anymore, obviously, but like, or he's signed already, but like Singletary type player getting signed on this team. I don't see it being the Fournettes, the big guys. It wouldn't make any sense. They want to get someone pass catching type in there. Kenyon Drake, I think, is still a free agent, like that kind. I don't think they spend big with, they they are clear they don't want Hunt anymore. They said that he didn't <laughs> run anymore. He did not look good last season either. Um, and then I just don't see them going for a Zeke or a Fournette personally, but I'm unless something same. happened to Chubb and for some reason, one of those guys were still there, but I don't think they'll make it through the off season either. Yeah. I'm in the same boat. I think they're going to add a name that we know, but not one that really scares us off of, uh, off of Chubb. I think he's in, I think this is his backfield whole full backfield for once. Um, they should go get. Jarek McKinnon, right? I mean, that I would be a logical... He resigned with the Chiefs, didn't he? he re- oh, did he? Re-signed. Yeah, I think oh, he did. I think that's what he did. That's what I was originally I thinking. The was somebody like him was kind of that guy. That made a lot of sense to me. I don't yeah, know. So. I feel like Daryl Henderson's an XFL player. Kyle, you'll be <laughs> covering Daryl Henderson here in a couple couple months. I wouldn't be DJ Hill out there. <laughs> All right, uh, over under okay. on 
The over-under for the Cleveland Browns is nine and a half. Wow. Okay, so we got Impressive. Cincinnati. They have a really easy schedule, by the way. Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, Titans, Ravens, bye week. 49ers, Colts, Seahawks, Cardinals, Ravens, Steelers, Broncos, Rams, Jaguars, Bears, Texans, Jets, Bengals. Good lord, they did get a good schedule. I think wow, they're twelve and five. Is... Good, I think lord. they're I don't think they. Beat I don't the know Ravens about 12... the Bengals. I don't know about twelve and five. Well, they'll, they'll probably win one at least. I mean, one out of one four. of those four. Yeah, maybe they are that the really uh, Burrow slayer. So, I, yeah, I definitely could see him getting to ten for sure. I guess I'm going to go over. I don't like to, but I think they could fuck it up. But yeah, I guess I'll go over as well. Yeah, there's. I can picture like one or two ties sprinkled in there for some reason. This seems like a tie. <laughs> one or two ties. That yeah, would be incredible. I, I just picture it for some reason. This is a team that I feel like is magnetic towards ties. Uh, so we went from Njoku trade or Njoku being a top ten tight end to I know uh, what the two ties are of a team having two ties in the same season. Who knows? Just, like it couldn't have ever. Well, it probably happened back in the like. Well, yeah. glory days of the 1940s. <laughs> give me the give me the over though. Okay. Joe Enjoy Burrow is one and four against my Browns. Your Browns? Yeah, I talked about them. They're my That's Browns. By the way, Baker Mayfield never lost to Joe Burrow. That's a fact. Did he ever play against them? Sure did. Beat him twice. So did. Sorry, I had to do that. Mm-hmm. It feels like forever since. He's Thing is. You know, I'm not even gonna get on it. We're not we're, we're not gonna go down that road. No, no need to, honestly. Um all right. I'm intrigued. Now, the, what were you gonna say? No, I was just gonna say I'd I feel like they would have been in a better spot last year had they just, you know, kept the boat afloat with the players that they had on the roster from the previous season. But what ifs? I mean they had a nobody, quarterback nobody, who was suspended for the majority deal. of the year. Of course they would have done better. Reset did yeah. pretty good. Well, Okay. <laughs> you you say that. Um all right. Okay, in a vacuum set or baker. Who are you taking? Baker, obviously. I don't I don't think that's a Brissett actually looked pretty good last year, but I think I actually have to go with Baker too, unfortunately. Yeah. The thing is is Bruce Brissett didn't look good in. in the Colts. He didn't look good in Miami. Like he's not looked and then he looked okay with still losing record with the Browns. I don't think that that is what you know the, the Browns were hoping they got out of Brissett, but like it is. Watson looked worse. That was the bigger problem. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right. On to the Baltimore Ravens. Um, I, before we even get to the 
absolute cavalcade of different things that have happened this offseason. The biggest thing, I think, not even Lamar coming back, it's the fact that they hired offensive coordinator Todd Munkin away from Georgia. Georgia, while they have had the all-time defense that are now all playing for Philadelphia, the offense was secretly really good too, and they were really good at developing players there under Todd Munkin for Georgia. And the fact that he, he's been in the NFL before and Georgia hired him away and then Baltimore is like, hey, you need to come up to uh, hang out here in Baltimore. And I think that that is what's going to really open up this offense a lot. So starting at the quarterback, Lamar Jackson, uh, they finally signed him back. Do I think it may have been a mistake? Kind of. It's a little weird that he didn't play in the playoff game when he could have. I don't understand how he ended up back on this team. I will never understand that because I don't understand how the fans in the stand who desperately wanted to beat Cincinnati were one play away from beating Cincinnati with Tyler Huntley to think that if Lamar had been out there, hard to not think things would have been a little different. And to see him not play and then welcome him back with open arms is a weird, toxic relationship that I would never want to be a part of. But whatever. It's like the couple fighting at the bar. Like you see him having a knockdown drag out fight in the alley. And then an hour later they're drinking together again. It's, the most bizarre thing, don't want any part of it. And that's what I think the Ravens are. Um, he's going as QB4 right now. I think that's about right. I think this offense is going to be better. I'm hoping and praying that they don't use his legs as much. Uh, DraftKings actually has um, his over-under for rushing yards at 800, which I just think is a lot, a lot to put on Lamar um, coming off of some of the injuries that he has. I think he's going to be a much more proficient passer this year than he has been, you know, the past couple seasons. I think we might see that boost back up. But QB4 is definitely where I would probably have him. I know, you know, there's certain contingent of people out there that hate Lamar Jackson, like, based on his stats and all that. But the thing is, is, like, he he does get results. And if he plays the entire season, you're getting one of the four or five best quarterbacks in the league. So, guys, do you have any other dissenting opinions on Lamar Jackson? Yes. Can I please go? Go for it. Um, Lamar Jackson was QB two in Yahoo last year. And every single person who drafted him in the second or third round or whenever QB two goes on Yahoo lost bad because they did not have a quarterback all year. Uh, this was a terrible mistake for the Ravens. Uh, and this is a terrible mistake to put him at QB four. I'm okay with getting him after burrow, uh, and maybe potentially talking about him before Lawrence but I am not drafting Lamar Jackson at his current value whatsoever. This man hasn't played a full season since his rookie year. Uh, he, he has literally one like serious injury injury away from not playing for an entire year. Uh, the fact that he's gotten out of these injuries and not been injured for the whole year is phenomenal. But if they keep putting the rushing yardage on him, this man hasn't thrown for what more than 3000 yards one time. They're finally getting him weapons, and he's supposed to just all of a sudden be a good passer. I mean, we've seen the throws. He can only throw to Mark Andrews. If they get Hopkins, sure, I'd be excited about it. But if they don't get Hopkins, we're just trusting that these actually good normal receivers that would be great on normal teams with actual quarterbacks uh, and not running backs for throwing the ball. Sure, I just I don't I don't see it, and I'm not looking for the QB 14. I'm looking for the QB one or two or three or four or five. And I don't think Lamar Jackson has it in him to have that. I think that was a Cam Newton's type season where he has the one and done as the number one quarterback in the season. And I just, I don't know. I think this was a terrible mistake for them. And he, him being overpaid under younger <clears throat> guys like Mahomes and 
Hertz and these guys who actually have proved that they can be, you know, I'm not saying fantasy football is end all be all, but can prove to be a QB one and play a full season. And I don't know. I'm done. Uh, he's for fantasy. He's right back in the third round. It's risky. I'll, I'll let someone else draft him for NFL Same. purposes. They had to bring him back. They're, they're trying to compete. They've got a decent team around him. Who the hell else? Tyler Huntley was not the answer. He looked all right, but you can't feel comfortable going to a season. He's a pro bowler, Joe. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Trubisky was a fucking pro bowler, man. Get out of here. Now, I get why they had to do it as a team, but for a fantasy perspective, I just don't understand why people – he got the contract, so now he's, you know, he's great again. I mean, look at that. Look at those seasons, 14, 15, 10 since his number one season, and he's going to go as QB4, and we're just supposed to assume that he's going to play a full season finally. I just Kyle, like what are your thoughts on Lamar? Sleeper. Sorry. No, I – so it's the Sorry, stretch. Kyle. These two like to dominate the podcast <laughs> not let anybody else talk. I'm trying to get you involved. Kyle, what are your thoughts on Lamar Jackson? Uh, I think I'll start by saying I think he is too pricey. Uh, I think the value of QB4, QB5, where he's going right now, is too high. But I think Lamar is guaranteed going to win some players plenty of games this year. Uh, I mean, I'm just looking at just those first three games of this season, 29, 51, 50 points. That was really cool. You, they went three and zero, and then lost the rest of the games. Yeah, and it's like, how do you not see that stretch of games and be like, this is the guy forever? And it's not going to last all season. It, it's almost a guarantee at this point that you can draft him, win your first five games with Lamar, and then maybe you make sure you have a backup plan. Uh, but I don't think that's how you should be drafting. Um, and I, it's for that QB four is too high for me. I, I think people are just excited about the contract is what it comes for down sure. To. I think in reality, like anyone's going to draft Joe Burrow over Lamar Jackson, in my opinion, but I don't know. They, it happened last year where like, it'll be one of those things where ESPN has Lamar Jackson at six and Yahoo yeah. has him at two again or something. And it's just well, going to be well, one of those weird variations. I love drafting on different platforms for that exact reason. The summer will go on and the hype of the contract will die down and he'll kind of make his, make his way down to like QB eight. Yeah, I'm not saying he's not phenomenal, but those weapons being yeah. added there, I get why the hype's going to be there. But I just, I haven't personally seen him be that quarterback consistently. And I, he needs to become a pocket passer if he's going to continue to be in this league. I mean, although he, I guess he got his money, so who really cares? True. Joe? Sorry. I just, I just like the blurb that says Lamar Jackson expects less running with new offensive coordinator. That's all well and good until you actually play a fucking game. And he's going to see one dude, one gap in the uh, the line, and he's just going to run through it. And we're going to see the same thing. Well, that's actually the only reason I I think that if, if you were going to try to go into the season with an optimistic mind of, like, things are going to change, it's the fact that they are installing a new offense. And now I think that best laid plans are always nice until you get, you know, what's that saying? It's all You have a game plan going in until you get punched in the mouth. I think that's kind of what we got going on here where it's going to be all good and fun until he gets, you know, clobbered, right, you know, on the first play of the game. Um, <clears throat> but it's kind of a high-risk, high-reward situation. You either get him, and he's going to be great the entire season, and he may win you a league, or you draft him, he gets hurt week two, doesn't play again, and you just ended up with another season of Lamar Jackson, the, the Lamar Jackson experience. So unfortunate to say the least, but – yeah, it's going to be a polarizing quarterback. I don't want that headache on my team. 
personally. So I agree with yeah. you guys. I've never been a quarterback um, high guy, but if you can get like Mahomes, Hurts, and Josh Allen, bing, bang, boom, then if you can't get one of those guys, then you just wait. You yeah, absolutely wait. 100%. Yeah. Just wait. Okay, right. let's move on to less controversial people. Uh, Mark Andrews, he's going as tight end two right now. Can't really fault anybody for that. The only problem I have with Mark Andrews going into the season is that don't draft him too high. Like, I still think you should wait on tight end as well. This isn't a super deep tight end class. You still need to, like, you know, get one of the, the top five. But I definitely wouldn't take him in, like, the third or fourth round, in my personal opinion. I know he's going to. But, like, in my opinion, I don't want to take a tight end that high if I'm not getting Kelsey or potentially Hawkinson. I, I don't know. Just because I don't know what this offense is going to look like. They brought in a lot of pass-catching weapons, and I don't want to be the one stuck with Mark Andrews and not end up with, you know, a top tight end outside of that that actually has higher upside. I actually still think Mark Andrews is the number two tight end, but I, I agree. Do not draft him too high. Do not. Kelsey went. You grab Andrews right after a disaster waiting to happen um all right i'll get to the rest of these pass catchers real quick so we got zay flowers going as wide receiver 44 right now we got odell beckham jr going as wide receiver 52 and rashad bateman is actually going one spot after zay flowers at wide receiver 45 i don't really know what you can expect from this offense i would not odell would not be the one i go after i think you're looking at a 400 to 500 yard season here with maybe like three or four touchdowns He's a flashy name. Let your league mates fall over the Odell Beckham landmine that, you know, he his name presents as the draft board's going down. And he is going to be one of those guys in, you know, when you're doing the auto, like the automatic drafts on ESPN, where his name's going to pop up and everybody's going to be immediately like, oh, yep, clicking on him, not knowing that the context of the situation is that he's probably not going to return the value that somebody's going to pay for him. Um, but as far as the other two wide receivers, I'm interested in both. Rashad Bateman, would love to see a full season from him. Uh, a full season between him and Lamar, I'm sure, is the equivalent of getting struck by lightning. But it could happen. <laughs> it is a potential to happen, obviously. But one of those two players uh, might play a full season, and it might be Bateman. And I think he would be pretty good. Um, and also, Zay Flowers is the rookie. They took him in the first round. I would prepare to think that he's going to be getting a lot of focus in this upcoming season. Um, I think Todd Munkin has a plan. I think they drafted him that high because he's got a plan. And it, it's very interesting. They usually always go defense in the first round. So they went offense this time. And that intrigues me quite a bit. So uh, what do you guys think? Yeah, out of all of these, I like Zay the best. Uh, Zay is the best separator. I mean, Odell back in the day probably was better. But – Zay Flowers is going to get the separation on this offense that Lamar needs because we know he's not throwing a pinpoint pass into tight coverage. So I like Zay Flowers with his route running. That's really the wide receiver I'd go after out of any of these guys. Um, yeah, that's the only wide receiver I think I'd draft. Uh, see, I, I'm torn because the value you're getting these guys at, I'm, I'm about it. I love getting a guy like this and just having him sit as my wide receiver four, wide receiver five. Maybe he's my bi-week guy or maybe he's just a – Let's see what happens the first three, four weeks because he might be the wide receiver one on the team. I'd love to see a full season of Bateman. I gave up on him in Dynasty because I haven't seen that yet. 
Um, but I will say that I am excited to see what he could do if he could play a full season. And like, like Billy said, if he could strike by lightning and get both of them, Lamar Jackson and a Bateman combo, and it actually works, that'd be great. Uh, I'm glad they're adding. Yeah, I I can't, I I really can't, but honestly, I'm just, I'm excited about the fact that they did add more weapons for him. Um, And even if that is over the hill, Odell and it's 400 yards, but that's a Deshaun Jackson type player. Like, I mean, you're going to get, 80 yards from an 80 yard touchdown from the guy. And that that's only good for Lamar. That's only good for the team. Uh, and honestly, great for like dynasty. Whenever you got like uh, some bye week scenarios, throw Odell out there. You never know. You might get the, you might get the lightning strike there. So, uh, and then Zay flowers, I'm super excited about as well. I think Zay and Bateman would probably be on my team. Odell, maybe in dynasty, if I ended up getting him somehow. Yeah. I think if I had to rank them, I'd go, Zay, Bateman, and then Odell. Uh, similar to you, uh, I'd probably most likely have Flowers and Bateman on my team, and Beckham is most likely just going to be – he shows up on the draft board two rounds later. He's still there. I'll be like, all right, screw it. I'll take the chance. Yeah, I mean, most redraft leagues, you've got, what, like five guys going offensive wide receivers or running backs, and it's just like, to me, I don't know, unless you like really didn't go wide receiver early, Odell, I just don't see it time of him actually starting but on a dynasty league that you got three wide receivers and two flex spots and you got a bunch of buys and injuries and stuff and odell's just sitting there like ah fuck it see what we got it's true it's true for re for redraft purposes it's going to be an interesting team to see how they're getting drafted especially as we get closer to the season because one of these guys is going to pop up draft boards because there's going to be a video from camp of lamar hitting zay flowers in stride and that's going to like boost him up into the higher wide receiver spots. So that'll be interesting to follow throughout camp. To to piggyback off that before you get into the defense uh, or running backs probably. Uh, But what's going to actually happen is Odell Beckham week three is going to have 120 yards, two catches and a touchdown. And everybody's going to be so excited. And then he's going to be the waiver wire pickup and then never do it again all season. I could absolutely see that. 100% happening. I guarantee it. He's back. Yeah, exactly. Okay, on to running backs. Now, I did mention seeing Bateman and Lamar on the the field at the same time is struck by lightning. I don't even know. Maybe this is a dinosaur walking through your front yard to see Dobbins, Bateman, and Lamar walk. You know, all playing at the same time because we would just don't ever seem to actually get it. Um, J.K. Dobbins right now is being drafted as. Uh, Running back 18, going in about the fifth round um, on underdog drafts. I don't want that at all. No, thank you. I will let somebody else hold that. Like, sure, the the investment is not that – like, it is a little bit high, and sure, it could probably pop up to return value if everything goes according to plan, but no thanks. I don't, I don't even want to, like, risk myself um, making that mistake. So – I'm going to stay away from Dobbins. I'm more interested in running back 59 on this team, Gus Edwards, just because you're paying into the round prices. And Gus Edwards has shown over the years that, like, once J.K. Dobbins eventually or inevitably goes down, Gus Edwards is there to step in and carry the rock. So that's probably where I would go with this backfield. I'm interested to hear what you guys think. But J.K. Dobbins was is not on my draft board, and I'm hoping that you guys uh, agree with that. Go ahead, Josh. Agree with him. I wasn't even going to say ahead. anything. I was going to let Kyle talk because he's Go our ahead. guest of honor. Go ahead. Hey, Kyle. Yeah, you have the floor, <laughs> man. You have the floor. All right. I'll take it. Um, yeah, I'm very much in the uh, – I agree. 
I'm not on the Dobbins board this season, at least not at where he's going right now. I feel like RB, uh, yeah, 19 on underdog, where there are uh, more than a handful of guys going right after him that I'd much rather prefer. And we've seen more of a season coming out from them. Um, Dobbins doesn't excite me. And uh, it, that's gonna, that's a steep cost for uh, a potential full season. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go ahead and talk about this, too, because before Joe goes, because he's going to get excited. Yeah, there's uh, Damian Pierce, Miles Sanders, Rashad White, uh, DeAndre Swift, Javante Williams. I'll wait two rounds and take any of those guys over Dobbins that early. Uh, I just even Javante, who's injured for the first probably five, six weeks, probably might get might get onto the pup list. And I would rather have that. If it hits, it hits cool. But like the guy who's never gotten over 400 yards, it's really hard to take him as a running back to Joe. I want all, I want all of the JK Dobbins that I could possibly get. He clearly wasn't back to health after the ACL tear last year. And they held him out for a couple games, got him some rest. And then he only averaged seven yards per carry on the last four games of the season. The dude's a fucking monster. He was awesome coming out of Ohio state. Billy, you brought up dinosaurs walking across your front lawn. If Gus Edwards walked across your front lawn, you would consider him a dinosaur, and the possums might have to kill him, you know, because they do that to dinosaurs. Nice. But anyway, it all yeah, together. tying it all in, tying it all in. I love J.K. Dobbins. I will absolutely pay that price. I've been trying to acquire him everywhere I can, so go for it. I just wish you I lost J.K. Dobbins. Mitchell, man. Get Joe I, just stupid for him. I just can't do it to myself, Joe. I know that you like pain, but I cannot do that. I mean, I like last year you could get Ken Walker in like the eighth round. Please let me do that. I will take that kind of a gamble on a Ken Walker type, then go for the fifth round with J.K. Dobbins and just hope for the best. If, I'd rather if draft every... Ezekiel Elliott right now. Wow. Okay. That's a statement. Right Shut there. up. I would feel absolutely comfortable <laughs> having J.K. Dobbins as my RB1 going into this season. Right, Zeke Joe, Elliott fine. not knowing where he's going to go. Joe, like Joe we're going to do a blind fireball bet. Zeke Elliott scores more fantasy points than J.K. Dobbins. If you don't take this, you're stupid. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Book it, Bill. Right. Thing it is, is he might end up on this team. I mean, if all, if you think about it, Zeke <laughs> <laughs> Elliott. Could be on the still going to score more fucking points. <laughs> oh, that'd be so. That would just be poetic justice. I mean, they still could be going after a running back. I don't see why not. I mean, they did it last year and bringing in uh, Kenyon Drake and a couple other. He was the best running back on the team last year. Um, Yeah, Kenyon Mitchell, man, they're good. Yeah, I'm. I'm all right. All right. Um, All right. Before I move to defense, I just want to mention again: Isaiah Likely is one of the better uh, tight end handcuffs in the league. Thing is. We still don't know exactly what he can be at this level. Like we saw a couple of pop games from him in, you know, Mark Andrews absence, but Mark Andrews cast a pretty large shadow. So getting uh, any value out of him while, you know, I, I'm sure a back uh, a, a handcuffed tight end probably blows Joe's mind. Cause I don't even think he could probably comprehend that, but if you needed a, a tight end handcuff, Isaiah likely would be a decent one to have to Mark Andrews. Um, don't know if anybody has any in a non-tight end premium league. I like casterization. The, uh, Here we go with the casterization it's again. Not a I, I, I um, felt like it was coming. 
Uh, one thing, though, I will say would be interesting is to try to trade for likely in Dynasty Leagues right now because I think yes. people yeah. were like, oh, yeah, that's cool. I know I got him after Andrews or whatever, but like I think the, the rookie draft has worn off. They're on a new rookie draft. Maybe they drafted Kincaid. Maybe they really needed tight end help when they did that. Uh, maybe they didn't end up with Dolchich. I don't know. Just see what's on their team. Um, if they just drafted a rookie tight end and they're a little hyped or say they had McBride too, just like, you don't need him. It's kind of like a real nice deal. Yeah, for sure. Okay. I'll quickly go through the defense. Um, Roquan Smith, ever heard of him? He he might be pretty good. I, I, I'm hearing, um, from people that know more than I do. Um, other than that though, like Patrick queen, not sure he's going to make the team. Uh, we don't know yet. He's not been traded yet, so that is interesting. Today is June 1st, so the post-June 1st thing could come into play here. They didn't pick up his option. They might just write him out this season. Um, But if he goes, Trenton Simpson might be an interesting add. Um, But as far as anybody else on the team, Adafi always interesting, David Ojabo. Um, I would not fall for the Kyle Hamilton trap, but Marcus Williams is interesting as well for as far as safeties go. Um, I think you'll get some decent value back from from him. Um, but that's really all I want from this defense. It's going to be a good overall defense, but as far as numbers go for some of these guys, I think you're going to be a little limited just because the way that this defense goes, they usually try have people moving in and out of the, of the starting lineup. So you're not really going to get somebody who's a for sure starter other than like rope one. You're off. Of yeah, Kyle I think Hamilton. it's pretty much rope. I mean, he was only a spot. They only used him in certain spots last season. I, I like him as a player, but as far as like using him in IDP leagues, I think you're, it's very risky. He, he, he wasn't a full-time starter. I think what Billy's trying to say is Roquan's your only bona fide star. And then the rest are, he, he mentioned them. So therefore there's a chance. Well, he'll play like 50% of the snaps and he can still, you know, get a huge sack, huge interception, get the tackles. I, I just don't know with his limited usage, what, you know, you can expect week to week using him as a starter. No, that's fair. Okay. The over under for the Baltimore Ravens is matching the Cleveland Browns at nine and a half. All right, so week one, we got the Texans, the Bengals, the Colts, the Browns, the Steelers, the Titans, the Lions, the Cardinals, the Seahawks, the Browns, the Bengals, the Chargers, the Rams, the Jaguars, the 49ers, the Dolphins, and the Steelers to round it out. Dude, these teams that got the NFC West is just so fortunate because, like, Arizona's tanking. The Rams might be tanking. I don't know. We'll see what happens uh, with them early in the season. And then Seattle's a toss-up. I mean, I, that's that's just very fortunate. I think I'm going to go over here as well. What was the number? Nine and a half. Nine and a half. Ten and seven seems realistic to me. I, I don't know. Uh, problem is under. here, you guys are saying Steelers are going to win nine games. You're saying the Ravens are going to win ten games. And you're saying the Browns are going to win ten games. So someone's got to lose, man. I said under. I, I like under here. But I mean, we're not saying like way over. Like, it, yeah, we still got the Bengals to talk about. I understand that, but we're the, this division's not going 10, 10, 9, and whatever the Bengals are going to end up with. I just, well, I mean, somebody's got to lose. Eight losses, eight losses, seven losses. Like, it's it's not like we're saying they're they're not going to lose much. 
All right. Well, I, I'm the only one who has an under right now, and it's the Steelers. I don't think I think the Ravens can easily get ten, but the problem is I don't think Lamar Jackson will stay healthy enough to get ten. So therefore, I go under. Yeah. Well, that's the biggest concern. If he's healthy, probably over. If he's not, under. But that's also an under on your Steelers. Sorry, Kyle. I keep interrupting me, you right now. Sorry. You're fine. Give me the under. Uh, I think it's a, this is going to be a team with injury issues all season. Has been for the last like five years. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, ever, pretty much ever since that Lamar MVP season. Ever since then, it's just been a, a nightmare of injuries. All right, Kyle. It's your turn to shine here. Let's Finally. go with the the leader of the pack last season anyway. Um, the Cincinnati Bengals. Yes. The division winners, the Cincinnati Bengals, finished the season with a, a an interesting 12-4 and four record. Uh, as we all know, they had one less game played, uh, notching one less on the on the win or loss column, uh, and made their way to the AFC Championship game. Uh, unfortunately, lost it. But I mean, uh, this is a team that's going to be in it. I think we all agree they are probably one of the the best teams in the NFL. Um, and on paper, it looks like they're going to continue to be this season. Um, let's see. Last year, they, I mean, they were 7th in the league in passing yards and 29th in rushing yards, uh, and total offensive yards kind of averaged out to, to 15th. Um, and, I mean, leader of the pack here, Joe Burrow. Uh, last year for fantasy, he was the QB4, and again, that is with one less game, not due to an injury. And I could totally picture a world where he has a great game and finishes QB2 or even higher. Um, I'm even looking at passing yards and he was one, uh, average 300 yard game away from being second in the league in passing yards. Uh, Joe Burrow had an outstanding year last year and very possibly could have a similar year this year. Um, for myself, I mean, he's, he's ADP on underdog, at least at QB five. Um, and I, that is probably where I would slot him in myself. Uh, I haven't done my own personal rankings yet, but I mean, just looking at the list, I, five looks head on right where he should be uh, and probably where I'd slot him in, especially given how he performed last year and just how this team looks. And uh, give me some Joe Burrow. I kind of like his cost too. Um, I think I think I'd slot him in. It's like Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, and then it's just like oh, a little bit after there. I'll take I'll take some Burrow. Uh, a little bit of the the medium early medium range uh, QB, um, but yeah, what are you guys thinking about Burrow? Our consensus rankings, which we did uh, last pod but two weeks ago, was Joe Burrow is QB four, um, right in front of Lamar Jackson and Justin Herbert. I have Lamar at QB eight. I just happened to look at that, um, and Joe Burrow at number four, so right under Josh Allen. I mean. To me, it's a no-brainer. I think he's the closest to any of these guys, closest to uh, getting into the QB1, QB2 category. So, Yeah, I mean, this is the last year before Joe Burrow is going to negotiate. You know, obviously you can see in the blurb, one of the largest quarterback contract extensions of all time. So I'm sure that they're going to – like this year they're going to pressure him into performing what they think that contract should be. Now, does he perform that well? We'll see. I mean, it's kind of iffy, but like, I think 
the, the the table is set for him to have one of the better quarterback seasons we've seen in a long time. So, as, you know, here's the hoping he can live up to that. But I think you're going to get good value with him being at QB five or four. Yeah, he's got ice in his veins, so he's going to perform to that contract, though. And with the weapons around him and the suspect defense, I think it's set up for success all day. He's a cold dick killer. <laughs> Nimbus. Uh, I will move on to the running back room, which is uh, it has slimmed actually this offseason, but gained another. Um, Samaje Pirine uh, left town, and they drafted Chase Brown. But right now, I mean, headliner Joe Mixon uh, is kind of uh, expected to be the guy in this offense as he kind of has been the past few years. But I, there's a bunch of question marks, I think, are surrounding him. I don't know if you guys have discussed all that. Uh, but I think consensus is basically that won't take shape until the next season. Um, but right now, I he's being ADP of RB22. And last year finished as the RB10. Uh, but if you take out that the 55-point week that he had <laughs> last year, I think he moves down like another double digits. Um, either way, Joe Mixon, uh, for me, I feel like RB22 sounds pretty tempting. Uh, that yeah. is really cheap for a guy who is going to be on a well-performing offense and is going to be used. It's not just a pass, pass, pass offense. He's, he's going to score. Um, yeah, that, that's round four, round five. I'm all about getting yeah, Jackson there. for sure. Absolutely. Hell yeah. Your fifth uh, offensive weapon. Uh, maybe you grabbed a quarterback. He's just running back two in the fifth round. I mean, cool with that. Yeah, I mean, I feel like he's slipping because there were a bunch of question marks. I think he was uh, somebody. Some people were considering him as a potential drop, but that it it's not taking shape. Well, there's also the issue of the off the field issue where yeah, someone, that's... yeah, something happened in his neighborhood, and he was ta- they they said it was him, but it might not be him. And there's a whole weird under the table type thing potentially happening, and we're not sure about that. That's that's to me why we had him so low, um, but personally or i should say i actually joe had him really high yeah i did have him very high i love joe mixon we talked about josh jacobs two years ago or last year contract here getting run into the ground same thing's gonna happen to joe mixon this year Mm -hmm. they are gonna absolutely run him directly into the ground and i love joe mixon he's a great value right now yeah he's he's like unfortunate he's one of those cap casualties that's gonna happen with them having to pay burrow and chase i mean i think pretty much this entire offense is gonna be gone except for burrow and chase in the coming years and joe mixon is definite one so like i agree run him into the ground while you got him which is sad way we talk about running backs but it's the truth i'm curious if he would i know they probably won't but i'm curious if joe mixon would take like team friendly deal to like stay with his friends i mean if you look at if you follow joe mixon on instagram which i don't know why any of y'all would but as an oklahoma fan i've been following him for i, I realized as soon as i was even saying that i was like why would you all follow him doesn't make any sense but if you follow him on an instagram like i do he is very like the the whole team is like really really good friends i mean him and jamar chase like they they held a camp down in texas um for you know I, i'm sure a lot of NFL players do that, but they've been doing it for uh, since Jamar's been in the league. 
And I, I just wonder if he would take a team-friendly deal to stay with his friends. I, I don't know. I, I'm interested in that. He's never played for any other team. Don't know why he would want to get out of this now. They gave him the massive contract already. So, you know, he's getting older. Why would you Why would you risk it, you know? Why, why would you do it? It is so crazy he's 26 years old right now. Yeah, six I years old. I can't fathom that. <clears throat> yeah, he was, he was a youngin' when he got to OU and – Pulled his. Never mind. We're not even going to get back into that. <laughs> wow, dude. Okay, let's calm down with Oklahoma talk. But in reality, I think we're all in agreement here. Joe Mixon could be a steal of the draft. I mean, yeah, for sure. I, I think yeah. the legal troubles are what's keeping that price down for now, just because we don't have clarity yet. But could be a steal, yeah. if, especially an underdog right now. Yeah, if you're drafting right now, he's a steal. But I could picture come July, uh, we'll see his ADP skyrocket probably cut in half honestly i feel like it's just way too cheap and i think everybody knows it too it's just kind of the question marks that keep him low by the way josh it's real rich of you to call me out for talking about my favorite team real rich coming from you bud since <laughs> i don't talk about the eagles every podcast what are you I mentioned two to? things i'm talking about an nfl team at least <laughs> all right jamar chase uh, the the headliner of the receiving game. Uh, this man uh, is a monster and unfortunately missed. I think there's four weeks missing from last season, and yeah. that's not even counting the, the Bills week. But Chase is currently being drafted as the RB2, uh, very much so in the first round. Um, if you want Chase, you're paying a first-round draft pick for him. Um, last year finished as the wide receiver eleven and had a fantastic year this year before. And uh, wide receiver two uh, just kind of makes sense, but I don't know if I'm personally buying that. Uh, it's like you do the rankings, like, yeah, Chase is wide receiver two, but I don't know if I'm, I'm personally buying into Chase uh, first round. Hmm. It's not because it's not where I think he should – I think he should be taken there. I think it's more I want – I think I'd, I prefer the other talent going right there. I, I And I, I don't disagree with you on that. I think the only reason I'm going to agree with you right now is because there's T. Higgins four rounds later, three rounds later, and honestly the numbers are a lot more similar than they should be. Um, obviously he did get injured and missed a few games last year, so that definitely hurts, but – I mean, Jamar Chase is—he's a baller, man. He's going to be great for yeah. years to come. Uh, I just—I I think that next year, Jamar Chase is wide receiver one off the board. I mean, comparable with Justin Jefferson, obviously. Uh, just because I don't think T. Higgins is there, I don't think Tyler Boyd's there. I yeah. think it's a new crop of wide receiver twos and threes on that team, and Jamar Chase will just be that dude and go for Randy Moss type numbers. So, uh, I, I get it. I'm cool with getting a running back. There's a lot of good running backs that can go right there. Uh, you could debate you know stefan diggs or one of the other wide receivers too if you that's who you feel like you want to draft yeah tyree kill as well yeah either way i think chase is uh, gonna be worth your pick uh i think it's just my preference on early wide receivers kind of i'm iffy on them overall either way chase wide receiver one cincy and then you mentioned them t higgins wide receiver two and cincy is getting uh, just as much love in this offense uh t higgins last year i mean chase was wide receiver 11 higgins was wide receiver 18 and right now uh higgins is being drafted as the wide receiver 13 
And again, I you mentioned it just a few rounds later, but I feel like Higgins is going to consist. He's, you, you know what you're getting with Higgins, and that is some big games with a lot of uh, very solid games mixed in between. Uh, and then third wide receiver in this group, and it's basically the only uh, – these are the three guys. Uh, Tyler Boyd. He was wide receiver 34 last season and is currently – Draft, being drafted as wide receiver 58. So that is the the wider range compared to where they were being drafted or where they finished last season. But I don't see any of these situations really changing. So just kind of seeing that 58 for Tyler Boyd, he's not a guy you're going to be starting, but for a bench spot, if any of these two guys misses a game, you've got an instant start. Um, Boyd is yeah. one of those guys that is, has been that way for years now. So Boyd is for, a late steal. The main thing for Boyd is he's a handcuff. Yes. Like for Chase or Higgins. I mean, look at the, the gap that Higgins. Uh, actually, I think Higgins took took off during that gap because it was the two games around the bye. Um, but yeah, Boyd is just a handcuff for Chaser. Um, hoping that you can steal some points out of either, either one of their pockets. Yeah, that's a guy. He's Boyd is a guy you play whether there's uh, an injury to the top two guys or you are desperate in by week hell, um, and, and he'll give you yeah. the eight to ten points, and that's all you really need during that time period. Um, and then, guys, I I don't know how you feel about him, but Herb Smith, new tight end in Cincy, uh, I I am still uh, somehow a fan of him. And I'm probably going to be drafting him. Actually, I think he's just going to be a free agent after drafts. Uh, I don't even think he's on draft boards. He's currently the tight end 20. And 12-team leagues do not draft the tight end 20s. Uh, if but you he's zoom someone... in right there, uh, right above Irv, you see my name. Uh, yeah, I'm a huge fan of Irv, man. I, I, I've been <laughs> wanting him to be a thing. He's just gotten injured, and it's he's had a really unfortunate run-in with injuries. So, Who knows? Maybe Love Joe Burrow is the one that'll... That'll breathe some life into him. I mean, Hayden Hurst looked pretty good with him. Um, I mean, there, there's been some tight ends. He's never had like a tight end that's really just like, oh, yeah, he's the best. Uh, but I think Irv could. And if he stays healthy, why can't he be great? So it's true. This is if Kyle's telling you about a tight end, man, we got to draft him. <laughs> it's true, man. <laughs> How long? Did, what was Irv Smith's contract? Is it Boyd's out of there? I think it's next a one year. year. Is it? Yeah. It's either it's one like, or two. Is it Boyd that four-year? Oh, it's a Minnesota. Never mind. My bad. Yeah, I'm not 100% sure what his contract is. Uh, one year, is, one I... mil, one seventeen, or one one million seven hundred fifty thousand. Sorry. Damn, if that was like a two-year contract and Boyd's gone next year, that would be like my dynasty. Go get him immediately. I still think it's a good idea because, I mean, if Irv's is willing to play on a one-year deal, what's stopping him from signing a two-year cheapish deal next year? So True. many things. Really and thought with, they were going to go after somebody in the draft. I mean, we had we were mocking like Kim, Kincaid or someone to them. So the fact that they ended up with nothing after all that and Irv Smith is the entrenched starter. Yeah, yeah. I, I, mean, I watched the draft yeah. of the Bengals fan, and they were upset. Uh, it was rough. He was not excited about, I mean, the draft pick was fine, but it's like Kincaid was just sitting there and it just seemed like it was happening. That's when you shake him and you're just like, but you have Herb Smith. It'll be okay. It's true. 
But okay. as for offense, that is Cincy. Uh, I'll, I will actually allow you guys to take over defense. This is more your territory. Sure. Yeah. Sam Hubbard, always a solid defensive end for this team. Um, Logan Wilson, also a solid linebacker from this team, always been putting up some some decent numbers. Um, I don't have the roster in front of me. I just know those guys are usually the two most consistent from this group. You got Trey Hendrickson and Jermaine Pratt, which are very useful. Uh, the exciting thing about this team this year is going to be the safeties because Bates and Von Bell are out of there. So you got mm-hmm. Nick Scott coming over from the Rams, playing strong safety. He actually played pretty well for the Rams, so not a bad idea to stash him. He's probably not widely owned. And then Dax Hill, Dax, probably, right? yeah, finally going to get a shot at the free safety position, I think. So um, he's good. He's a he's really he's out of Cincy, right, Bill? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just think he there's looked, a, he looked really good. There's a lot of there's a lot to sweep up on this defense that there's no like other than you know Sam Hubbard and Trey Hendrickson, uh, Jermaine Pratt. There's or Logan, Logan Wilson. I should, say. I should say Logan Wilson. Yeah. My apologies. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean the other the the back end of the defensive backs like safeties. There's going to be so many tackles and plays out there for them to do. And I mean we don't know who's going to be good yet. But I agree with Joe. It's just stupid. One of those guys. They did draft Jordan Battle too from. Uh, yeah. Illinois, Alabama. Oh, okay, Alabama. sorry. Yeah, my bad. And That's Daxo it. went to Michigan. I forgot he went to Michigan. Yeah, I've seen a lot of people. I've seen a lot of people saying that Battle might take over for Hill, and I'm like, guys, Battle was drafted in the second or third round. Daxo was a first rounder two years ago. They're not going to not give him the first shot at the defense like that. He's going to get the first shot at starting, and then if he's not doing what he needs to be doing, Jordan Battle can come in there. So yeah. And since he's Dax perfectly fine with drafting someone early and letting him sit here, we saw that with Dax. <laughs> yeah, true for sure. So and then Miles Murphy, they drafted this year, first round, great pick. Yeah. I don't, yeah, but I don't think he's really going to be fantasy relevant, especially rookie year. I mean, he's more of a Not defensive yet. tackle and he also will be, first year. I mean, he could be Aaron Donald for all we know, but I just don't think in a oh, year. Oh, Lord have mercy. Okay, yeah, let's get on to this over under. Let's let's get on to the over under after hearing that. Um, <laughs> Cincinnati is 11 and a half. I'm going over before here. 11 and a half. Mm-hmm. All right. So they got the Browns, over. the Ravens, the Rams, the Titans, the Cardinals, the Seahawks, 49ers, Bills, Texans, Ravens, Steelers, Jaguars, Colts, Vikings, Steelers, Chiefs, Browns. Gonna Where, who's writing these schedules, the dude? <laughs> I don't it's know, the man. NFC this... West, bro. They're going to beat the shit out of them. <laughs> My good God. <laughs> Who gets to decide that every team in this division gets to play the NFC West? Like, I think it's – I don't know if it's random draw or if it's like their placements or whatever, but like it, it's a revolving list. And, yeah, they got – any – Division that got drawn the NFC West with two teams that are probably going to be tanking. It's tough. Tough to say that they can't get those two free wins at least. Everyone says over, right? We good yeah. with that? Yeah. yeah, I really wanted to go under because I've gone over on everything else, but God dang, it's hard to say that they're going to go. You know, the NFC West is going to be some unders. <laughs> that's going to be a. That's going to be some unders going there, but yeah, um, I think we're. By saying that, I'm pretty sure we're suggesting that Cincinnati wins this division. Probably gets a first-round bye as well, possibly. The, the Chiefs versus them, uh, I think, are going to be the the two top. Um, well, Bills, too. 
Yeah, we'll, we'll get to them. Oh, um, I think okay. I think the two top in this division are the Cincinnati Bengals and the Chiefs, and they will be fighting for that number one seed in the AFC, in my opinion. But we'll see. And they play each other late in the season, don't they? Yeah, it's kind of like middle of the season, I think. But it'll be a good game. I just yeah. saw what Cincinnati did to Buffalo, and I'm just like, Buffalo Ooh. is not a good team. That's a that's a uh, no. They're not. I'm, December thirty first. To hear about us doing AFC East. Yeah, that's gonna be a fun time. Yeah, not gonna be fun for the Bills at least. Okay, well that wraps up our first pod. We've covered all four teams in the AFC North. I wish I had the schedule in front of me to say what we're gonna do next week, but I'm sure it is another AFC team because we usually do the AFC teams in order. Um, but guys. Kyle, thanks for joining us, man. I'm glad that you could be here for this. This we've yeah. never done a four man division preview before, so this was a very fun. Well, usually for the fourth team, we all kind of just you know toss random names in the air and just pick them out. So it was good to have you here to take the other team for us. It was a pleasure, guys. Thank you so much for having me. Hey, Kyle, anytime, man. Thanks for gentlemen and a scholar for sure. Do you want to shout out your podcast again, real quick? Just uh, anybody who's made it an hour and twenty two minutes in can uh, yeah. put that on their podcast feed. Congrats for making it all the way through. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, but you can find <laughs> me uh, first seed fantasy. You can uh, search it YouTube podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find us. Uh, we are back on, on a weekly schedule now that uh, summer has approached. And we've got a good routine going. And uh, tune in. First Seed Fantasy. Sounds good. Any plans for that beard or are you just rocking with it? Can keep it I got cl- to clean it up soon, but it, I'm just going to keep it going. Because now it's I've already got a tan. So now to remove it would just look bad. Oh, that's I true. That's true. I'm always worried about that, too. Time. Yeah. <laughs> the beard tan line, man. man. <laughs> it's I've a little known before. problem. Little known problem. Yep. Okay. Joe, get us out of here. Good night. Thanks, Kyle.